Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I am Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We're here to discuss the Challenge USA season one, episode four. What a great episode. If you're watching on YouTube, we would greatly appreciate this. This is the first time I think we've ever asked this. If you would, well, maybe the second time, if you would like and subscribe, we're trying to, or at least I am, trying to make more of a push on YouTube since we've never really done that before. Rob has said, and I told him he didn't need to do this. He will eat cockroaches, two cockroaches live on air, live cockroaches, if we get up to a thousand subscribers by the end of the season. So, uh, uh, I didn't know you had this many Robs in your life that you had other people who are willing to contribute to this. Please, please make this happen. We, we all want to see it. Uh, episode four. I thought this was an incredible episode. Best of the season? I thought so, probably. This, this was great. Uh, probably. I think both these past two weeks... I mean, I think all the episodes, honestly, have been very good. I haven't had... I don't think it's been outdone yet. Um, but yeah, I, w- I would have this way up there. So, yeah, Trace, what did you think? And then I'll ask the first great. question. This this is evidence of... You can have an a format that is not complicated and have an incredible cast that makes the show good. This cast is making this show. And it just shows why the flagship show is in the situation it's in is because they keep casting the majority of the cast as just shit. Okay. Let's get down to it. Was this move by Kylan and Alyssa the right move? It was definitely an entertaining. It was an entertaining move. But was this the best move for their game? I, I, if they're looking to win, I don't think so. I I would agree. I don't think this is a great move. What did the, what is this? really accomplished in the game yeah what, what does this do for them right because i don't and i don't know if from an editing perspective and maybe it was that kylan and Alyssa didn't really give it to them like why did they really want to do this you know just, well, I, so it, it, unless it was just out of pure vengeance to get back at that, xavier that, that's what seems like a lot of it was so first a quick background on their story from big brother 23 um so xavier obviously won the season he and Alyssa were very close, but it, uh, they had this cookout alliance that had formed amongst African-American members of the cast. Alyssa was not part of that. So she was eventually backstabbed by him and the rest of that alliance towards the end of the game. Kyland was also voted out towards the end of the game. He and Xavier, he was under the impression he and Xavier were going to be the final two. Um, and Xavier voted out Kyland because Kyland was the one person of the four remaining who was had enough equity where it felt like he could win. Um, and then he encountered a huge blow up where Xavier is the caretaker for his nephew because his brother passed away recently. And Kylan made some disparaging comments about how he's setting a bad example for his nephew. And then that led to a very heated clash between the two of them. So there, there's been fireworks between Xavier and both parties, obviously. I, I think it just comes down to petty revenge is what they wanted, especially Alyssa. That's very much what it seems to me. My, my thing is like, if you're, even if he's not in your long, long-term plans to cut off a big brother person so early, I mean that that has to set some alarm bells off to the rest of that alliance, right? It's too soon, no, right? Because, I don't think it does. So I, I think Why? It's, I think it's way too soon because, for all intents and purposes, Xavier wanted to work with them, and yeah. Shan Shan seemed like someone that was willing to go against the Survivor Alliance, which is also something you want. So you essentially that, that's took, weird hold on, hold on. You essentially took away two people that could potentially be working with you, and if you're worried about going against Xavier in the final, we've talked about this before, and they not be, may not be aware of this yet. Who cares about who you're running against in the final? Because anyone can win these. And my thing is also, like, if you have a cutthroat person in the opposing alliance, I don't see why you want to get rid of them. 
Like, because the thing is with Shannon, it's like, oh, she's a cutthroat player. She'll cut off anybody. You want that person to be in the opposing alliance. And you'd much rather get rid of the people in the other alliance who are going to be loyal to that alliance than someone who's a bit more of a flight risk. Trace, go ahead. All right. So I, I, I am spot on with the move and the reasoning, I think, behind it. Number one, I think for Kylan, this was just straight up revenge on X. I think this was exactly what he wanted to do. He is a threat. Even if he's in your alliance, he's a threat. And I think that because of the way the algorithm works, too, and the way they're doing this, if you have someone you definitely don't want there and you've got a chance to take a shot at them, you you have to at this point. And this is one of the things we've complained about in the past. Like, hey, you've got a chance to throw CT in. Why wouldn't you? Who cares if you're working with him? You've got to get rid of him. This is the same kind of thing. It's like you don't know if you're going to get another shot to throw him in. So if you're going to do this, you got to go all in. And then you also get the bonus of Shan, which I hear you saying she's a part of the other alliance. But we've already seen where the other alliance is like not real high on her either. And no one trusts her. No one trusts her, including the Big Brother people. She's making overtures to Big Brother. So like... If you have someone in the game who you can't trust and they're unpredictable, you take a shot and get rid of them too. I but, think but it if was they're the in the right other moves. alliance, I want them to be untrustworthy. I'd much rather have the alliance be a bunch of other alliance be a bunch of backstabbers who are going to be loyal if they're against me. If but they're I against me, the I want other, them to be willing to go to the other side. I think the other piece of this, though, like I was just saying, though, is she, even the Big Brother people, she was making overtures to work with them, and they didn't feel like they could trust her either. So... Either way, it feels like Kylan got rid of who he wanted to get rid of, and they got rid of a headache in the house. And to me, uh, that works. And also, I think this I wanted... was. Sorry, go ahead. I know you're done. I thought... No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. The other piece of this too is, is I think Shan's real colors came out. Did you hear her exit interview? Uh, yes, we. I did. Oh my god! That. I just want to read this for people. Okay. She was shit talking Angela, and she basically said Shan said. Nobody liked Angela, probably because she's hard to understand because of Botox and lip fillers. She said Alyssa is too dumb to pull the move off herself and blames Angela for it. Then she said it proves what everybody said about her after Big Brother, that she's a cold-hearted pause because she was clearly about to say bitch, little woman, but I don't even know if I can call her a woman. Yeah, that... That's funny to me when somebody says, oh, they're too dumb to think of this move. They also think the move itself was dumb. So I don't understand how those two things, like, <laughs> work together at that point. I, I mean, yeah, she she clearly has uh, – I think she's a good character, honestly. With somebody she's a great character, yeah, but I definitely right wouldn't there. want her yeah. to play – I wouldn't play with her. Like, that's the thing. Like, I would not trust her at all. Now that we've talked to – I think they should have shot th- – they should have voted in Tyson. That's what they should have done. Now that we've talked to you, Kayla's a partner who's not attached to either of them. Throw them in now. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that. So I guess we can talk about this. One, I think it was a terrible move. Or now that we've talked to it a little bit more, I don't. I don't really get how it makes much sense. But from an editing perspective, it was definitely interesting that they showed Kyland and Alyssa go to Tyson and essentially ask for approval to do this (laughs) or ask for input on it. And then two. They also showed them go to Alyssa and get her approval. I think that was depicted uh, in the way that it was. You mean Angela? Oh, a- Angela, excuse me. They went to Angela and asked for her approval to make this move. And she said she gave her blessing. Because, rightly so, she said, if they do this, th- this gets the heat off of her. And I think this really does kind of 
depict from an editing point of view that Tyson and Angela are, if they're not in the driver's seat, they're one of the people steering the ship. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Tyson thinks, do you think that was them getting approval to do it? Kind of. Or getting input. I I, I'm not they, necessarily uh, approval, but input for sure. I thought I thought what that was was for them to try to cushion that relationship to say, hey, we're not targeting you. We're going to go with this route instead. Is that okay? Like, I think that's I actually, of, they're just trying to build a relationship rather than go off on that's already established. No. I, I actually go the other way with it. I think they were making sure that he wasn't going to come after them for going after a survivor player. Like, hey, this is what we're thinking okay. about doing. So if we take out Shan, would that upset you in any way, shape, or form? And in Tyson's confessional, he was like, are you trying to just play my game and do my dirty work for me? Because, yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, because I wonder how if how aware he was that Shan was somewhat distrustful toward him. Because we saw that narrative last episode. We may have seen a little bit at the start of this episode. I'm not sure, but we definitely got it last episode. And we saw that he did have some type of relationship with Xavier. So it does make sense, once you put that into context, that they would go to him and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious as to who Shan's top allies she did consider to be in the house. I don't know that she had that many strong ones. Even though, I don't think she did. Even though we knew who was going into elimination five minutes into the episode, they were very <laughs> transparent with it. They were. It was still an incredible episode, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, because they didn't really even seem to like give much of an option B to Xavier and um, Shan. It wasn't like they were like, "Oh, maybe they'll put in this team." They gave they put out Cinco and Shannon. That was definitely on the table. It okay, like. that's fair. Mm-hmm. What else do we want to talk about here? We can talk about. So let's talk about the elimination since we're on the subject of Shan and Xavier right now. What did we think about the, the decision by them? I, I guess, one, what did we think about the elimination as a whole, the premise? I thought it was a good elimination format. I thought it was very good. And then two, what did we think about the decision by Shannon and Xavier to take the penalty, have Xavier knock out all the glass on his own, not have Shan knock out her pieces, and take a what amounted to be a 50-second penalty, a net 40-second penalty when you factored in Justine and David's 10 seconds, that they were penalized. Was that the correct call? Well, so it's hard to say because we never saw Shan try to break anything. So how good would she have been at it? We don't know. I, I have a hard time buying that she would have taken that much extra time to break. It didn't seem like it was that hard to penetrate. At all. Uh, I definitely would. I, I, at the very least, have her try to start, right? And then if it's going poorly, you can say, all right, Xavier, go ahead and smash everything. But to not even have her attempt, seemingly, I thought that was a bad move. I think it was an interesting strategy. It just didn't pay off. I mean... I don't think they – I felt like Shan probably said, I can do the puzzle really fast. I have a feeling that's what it was, and probably Xavier went, okay, well, I'll just smash all of these things. We'll hurry up, take our penalty, and you better fly through this puzzle. Because I feel like it would have taken – maybe it wouldn't have, but I think from their strategy and their you know plotting you know to how they're going to do this elimination – Shan probably was nervous about, I don't know that I can do this quickly or do it well. So Xavier's like, well, fuck it. We'll just do it this way. It just turns out that who they went up against, they did the puzzle really fast. What That's was the it? break sometimes. Well, what I thought was interesting was that, well, we, we, we heard from Derek coming. Well, it wasn't necessarily from Derek. So we get to elimination and Derek signals to Alyssa, don't put in Xavier because... 
based off of his input, Xavier is good at puzzles. And that's why he didn't want to see Xavier go in. He he thought he would just go in, win, and come right back. My real question, though, is how much of a factor was that penalty in deciding who won? Because based off of the way that it was shown to us, the audience, it seemed like that penalty didn't really come into a play. And both teams took a little bit more time to do the puzzle than that penalty actually would have mattered. Does so that you think sense? if you gave Xavier and Chance for 40 more seconds, they wouldn't have gotten it? Yeah, so if they both started at the same time, I don't know if they would have won, right? And I... I mean, I, yeah, I, I Who knows? Know who knows? That that was kind of the way that it was... I thought it was shown. It seemed like but, a pretty simple puzzle, though. But I would have been interested to hear from the people who were there how much of a difference did that time penalty actually make. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, in their exit press, I haven't seen Xavier or Shan mention anything about, oh, we shouldn't have done that yet. It's mostly just been Xavier being pretty chill and Shan being very not. So... <laughs> Uh, Man, at this point, I want to see Shan on the main show just because I just want to see that interaction. Like, I mean, she always cut some heads off, right? Unlike the other days, people. I don't particularly like her very much as what I've seen between Survivor and Challenge as a person and how she conducts herself. But, like, she creates drama and she creates a firestorm wherever she is. So, like, I'm cool with her being on my TV screen because it definitely makes things interesting. Yeah, it seems like one issue Big Brother's had is that they kind of had too many people on this Big Brother 23 season, and they all felt somewhat betrayed by other members of that cast, and they're unwilling to trust each other. Whereas Survivor, a lot most of these people haven't played together, so they're like, "Oh, just that's not true." Survivor banner, fine. You don't think so? No, they've all played winners at work for the most part together. Well, not necessarily. A a lot of them have played to each other. Sarah, Tyson, Tyson, Ben have played with each other. Tyson even said that Sarah's voted him out twice, you know? So there is definitely mm-hmm. some history there. Ben and Desi have played with each other. The only person who hadn't... And I wonder how much of this came into a play here. The only person who hadn't really played with anyone else was Shan. And so I wonder if... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Tasha and Dom, too. But no one... No uh, one's seeing them as a threat. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. That's true, true as well. They, they haven't played with... And Danny. Danny didn't... Well, oh, and so, Danny. Danny, Danny played, and Shan played together. Danny and Shan played with each other. That's right, yeah. Did they interact a lot, though? I don't even know if they no, were on the same tribe. That was the tribe. thing, is they bar- They weren't on the oh. same tribe. They were for like a hot minute at the merge, and then Shan was gone. But yeah, so I mean... we It really does seem like between the Survivor Alliance and the Big Brother Alliance, the Survivor Alliance is much more stable of the two. Yeah. With Alyssa, because Kylan seems like a legitimate threat to win, right? I mean, Correct. he's won two yeah. missions. He's in, clearly in very good shape. He's was a very good character. on You know, he's just got all those qualities, you would think. With Alyssa, do we think well, it's, just, it's just like, this is my TV moment type thing? I don't know. I think it's almost one of those things. You get out there, you're looking to make something happen. You see that you can yeah. make a big, big move. I wonder if Jeff Probst is on site just chirping big move, big move, big move to these people and they just pull the trigger because often the best challenge play is boring, right? That Often the best of move is a very boring move. This is exciting. They're pent up in the house. This is someone who screwed them over in the past. Fuck it. Why not? And so I don't think this is going to be something that blows back on them in a significant way. You brought this up at the top 
of the conversation. I think there's definitely that possibility, but I think that they have a way that they can spin it, right? One, Shan was untrustworthy. She was someone that they needed to get out. And two, Xavier had screwed over multiple people in the house. We just needed him gone. And so I think if they come at it from both of those angles, it's not as much of an issue as it could be. Yeah. I mean, watch, I mean, with this big brother, 23 people already, Tiffany and Xavier, who are already gone. So that, that, that grouping's already thinned out a little bit. It is interesting to me that Aza and Kylan were, ex- I mean, they were accessories towards Alyssa being voted out. Like, they were part of that voting block. Um, I don't know if she harbors any ill will, Ill will towards them because her and Xavier were a lot closer before that happened. But, I mean, we, well, I guess we'll just have to see where that goes from here. I, I just don't, I don't, it seems like this big brother alliance. I just don't know if it's going to, if it's, if people, because my other thing is like, if you're part of that alliance, but you're going to prioritize getting even as even not necessarily that I'm willing to back to other people, but I'm not going to prioritize the interests of the alliance. I'm going to prioritize my own, you know, petty wants over act, active gameplay. I, I just don't know how much longer that's going to be able to hold up. We finally had an AZA sighting this episode. She had been pretty much invisible the last yeah, two episodes. She'd been the one of those group that's been not happening we saw that for a number of people this episode david alexander finally made it on screen i mean it would have been odd if he (laughs) had no presence whatsoever the episode that he went into elimination the love island people i think the love island people have been great to be honest i've really enjoyed them even the people that went home in the first episode they made their mark shannon's been great cinco's been great justine seems like she could be a real competitor based off of what i thought of her early on she seems like she can actually go out there and be productive when it comes to the competitions i think kashay and kira have also both been great when they've been on so i think it's funny because yeah i think they have been i I think this whole cast pretty much has been firing on all cylinders to be honest we we have enough differentiation amongst everybody where, where people are distinct but i think they've also for the most part everybody's come to play yeah and even those that are not going to be great to come to play they're still entertaining in their own way like the bizarre leo and cats thing in this episode like <laughs> we haven't even talked about the trivia yet either oh my gosh let's talk about the mission. i wish that they would do i i really wish they would do trivia more in this format in the future where they have the way they did the losers bracket and the winners bracket and the way they would flip between the partners each round like it it made it go it was really funny first of all and then it just seemed to flow like I feel like what they're doing on Challenge USA is hitting a home run in terms of introducing people to what the challenge is. And this cast is making it excellent, like just such great content. It was a little long. I enjoyed it, but I thought it was that the rounds were a little much. They kind of had to do the loser's bracket just because of the format of the season, right? The the last place person mm-hmm. goes directly yeah. into elimination. So they had to figure out something with that. The One of the highlights of the episode, I thought, was Dom saying that a shark is not an animal. <laughs> and everyone being like, what are you talking <laughs> it's about? It's a fish. Man, he, he, he's like he's like reincar- Danny Jameson reincarnate all of a sudden, right? Except he's one he elimination. He really is. Do you think in his head What's he was... happened? Do you think he was just thinking mammal? Is that like what was in his head? I don't know. I Some people think an animal and a fish are different things, or an animal and a bird. I mean, like that's un- not uncommon. Even though it's I mean, one of the very much not one of one of the answers was a whale, which technically is a mammal. 
but like it's a fish at the same time because it lives in the water, but it is a mammal because it breathes oxygen. Uh, is, it, is a fish just lives in the water? Like a crab's not a fish. No, it's a crustacean. Okay, well, it lives in the water. But it I is an animal. I, I agree, yeah. I, I, never mind. <laughs> um, Great White Shark was a weird I got what I wanted out of that exchange. So do you, Great do White you, Shark was a weird play at one. Do you think that if... I mean, I thought Cinco and Shannon did very good, uh, despite what some people may have perceived about them prior to this and still <laughs> after this. But do you think that they would have given it to them if they would have just said shark because shark was one of the answers. Yes. Yeah. You get, with that thing, you always be more general than specific. And then you work your way down at your ass. Right. If because, TJ follows up with, I need more specific then you do that. But otherwise yeah. you just stay general. I almost wonder if that's why they said great white shark, because why would they go out of their way to say great white shark? Because, because they do that. I don't think because that. they they said whale for one of their initial answers, right? When they could have said blue yeah. whale or I don't know. I would have been interested to. What kind it, of shark was it? Was it a whale shark? No, it was no, like some bottom feeding shark. I think that's okay. What what it said? Yeah, it said, or... I can't remember what it was. It was a specific shark that I had barely heard of. We'll put it that way. I thought it was interesting that. I think Leo's time is close to near because they definitely went out of their way to paint a picture of him that didn't look that didn't look great this episode because we got information from Desi about Leo's affinity for cats. And then the editors went out of their way to take a confessional from Sarah that was she was in her outfit for confessionals that were from last week took that from last week and put it in this week and had her point out that the women in the house have talked about leo and he's not really someone that some of the women uh would consider a great partner and so i wonder if that's something that we're going to see happen over the next couple of weeks him with the cats is uh He's like, the, did you guys ever see that vi- woman with the eHarmony video about how much she loved cats? And then she just would talk about how much she loved cats for the whole video. And then she started to no. cry. No. No, nobody really? Oh, well. Living in 2006. I might have met my wife on eHarmony. Never saw that commercial. You did? So, Yeah, I did. Legit. Wow. Okay. Getting a commercial trade. Um No. That is a no. <laughs> um, on the flip side, though, I am calling this right now. And y'all are going to think I'm insane. Kayla from Amazing Race is making the final. I don't, I don't think, think that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I don't think that's crazy. I'm with it. They went out of their way twice to say very positive things about her in this episode. They had Tyson say, I look at Kayla and I see someone who's really good at trivia and yeah, things like wisdom. that. Like, they, <laughs> they are going out of their way to give her positive reinforcement. And I think she's not, I don't think she's going to win but I think she's making the final. I think they're kind of going out of the way they give visibility to Desi. I think that's definitely someone that I've seen well, them making an effort with. Desi and Sarah. I was going to say, Desi is another person who really hasn't been much pre- very present in the narrative, though. Like she's had no... That's what I mean, I mean. I, it's kind of hard on this type of season if you're not winning missions or you're not, like, you know, and then potentially being going into elimination. It's very easy to just, I mean, you don't have to be involved at all, right? So, so they, they, it is interesting when they go out of their way to spotlight a couple of those people. So let's, yep. let, let's talk about P. 
people that we do not think will win. Let's do last week we okay. did this. We eliminated we, we did a cross off. We, we we're we're eliminating a man and woman each week who we don't think will win. Last week we crossed off Dom for the men, for the women we crossed off Shan, which good job on us. Got that that one. was accurate. <laughs> yeah, we got that one. This I I'm crossing off Leo right now on the men. I was going to say I was I also agree. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that at all. For the women, who do we feel good about? There's been anyone who's been outright bad at this point. I think I would feel good about crossing off. I mean, realistically, Shannon's not going to win. You know, like that's it's just going to say. That's <laughs> what, like, yeah, I think we cross off Shannon. She's a great character. I, I want her on the main show too. I think there's other people she lasts longer than. But so I think there's a chance she that she she lasts longer than Aza. Oh. But I think Aza realistically is a much better player would have a much stronger chance to win the final Aza just hasn't really been present much until this episode when they kind of needed to include her so i would i I would feel fine with shannon and i think it's very clear too that they keep showing her being afraid or on the verge of going into elimination and i think that's just that edit of like Oh, she survived another week, but it's not going to last much longer. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting on her edit right now. What else can we talk about? I thought the episode as a whole was really tight. I And we've, we've mentioned this before. Outside of the mission. Yeah, like, what did you think about the mission? Like, what did, what did you think about how long I thought it, was it, okay. it took? I definitely thought when they set it up, I'm like, oh, this is going to take forever. So it was actually a little bit quicker than I was anticipating originally, to be honest. I, I didn't think it was bad compared to a typical trivia mission. I would have preferred if they just... Well, could they have done four pairs at once instead of three? Yeah, why not? Well, how I'm many, sure do, they they ha- how many do we have right now? They had three rounds of three pairs. So that's nine in total. Yeah, so I guess they had to do... They had to do three rounds. Three and three. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot how many we had in right now. We they had the pairs? initial. Well, no, they did four rounds, didn't they? Because they did the initial rounds of two. Well, they did five and technically. Then a losers one and a winners five. So yeah, they did five rounds technically. They but he, he was just talking for the opening <laughs> rounds. They could have waited a week, done it next week, and they could have done two rounds. And I think that may have helped. That would have been good. That would have been good. Yeah. It could be, too, that they're saving some of the more spectacular challenge-type stuff, and they just want less people around to execute those. So this was a good week to do trivia for... Yeah, I mean, just need, you just need a tall building, purposes. right, and have people walk off, but it's not that hard to pull off. Yeah. For next week, next week looks like it's going to be a really good episode. We saw a highlight of the mission. The mission seems like it's going to be one of the more, more skills-based, right? test a wide variety of what someone can actually do. It seems like there's going to be swimming involved, maybe some obstacle courses. A puzzle. Yeah, that seems like it's that'll be entertaining. Yeah. What, um... I'm trying to think. What what else have we not talked about to this point that we really want to, to mention? It's much easier to talk about these episodes when they're ones that we actually enjoy. We like. Yeah. I don't know I if don't, I agree I with that. I think we the high points. You like to, Kevin. You like to get angry a lot. I'm not gonna lie. I said, e- e- when I say easier, I mean easier in the sense that it's less time, right? I mean, we're 27 minutes in, and normally yeah. I feel like oh. when we're, we're bitching about stuff, it's an hour later, and we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it point. is. Yeah. yeah, no, like I, I, 
I really can't criticize anything in this episode from a negative standpoint. Like, you could get nitpicky, but we would just be nitpicky for the sake of nitpicky. Like, the episode moved great. The daily was good. The elimination was good. The political stuff was good. We're getting an idea that there's a lot more shades of gray in these alliances than we thought there were. So it's really setting up for, like, some really good storylines on top of the competition aspect. And that's all I really want in the challenge. Just make it interesting on the way there. What do we you know? I, I've, this has been really good. I have something we can talk about. When Alyssa and Kylan talked to Xavier before they went into the formal deliberation. Well, I guess this was the only time that they really showed them talking to them. Alyssa and Kylan talked to Xavier about their options and I don't know if Xavier could kind of sense that his name was on the table more than the editors actually tried to depict his awareness of it. But he said that if they put him in, he was essentially going to come back scorched earth, right? Work with Survivor and try and get them out. Do you think that was... And immediately after that, they show Alyssa being like, oh my God, should we do this? Is, is this the time? Is it too soon? Do we think that... The way that he communicated with them and the way that that conversation went influenced in a appreciable way the decision that Kylan and Alyssa made. Well, so logically, it should go the opposite way, right? Logically, if somebody is going to be opposed to you upon coming back versus being somewhat neutral, it's less of you're losing. There's less relationship you're losing there. But I mean, these people obviously this is a very emotional decision by Alyssa and Kyle. I think even if you don't dislike him as much as Devin and I do. You have to at least agree with that. So with that being the case, I mean, it might have been better to just kind of betray their egos and be like, hey, whatever happens, we're still cool, you know, yada, yada, and just try to massage the relationship as a whole. Yeah. I mean, realistically, Tyson was really happy with the decision. So, like, X can say he's going to work with Survivor, but would they work with him? If anything, he would have had to just make up with Big Brother to survive because... Love Island's not got enough numbers. Amazing Race definitely doesn't have enough numbers. So, like, you might have an unhappy Xavier, but, like, what choice would he have if he came back? Well, do we think there's a pivot really point at some point? really wouldn't have. Like, a pivot point alliance-wise at some point where, I mean, I don't know how much the fabric of show versus show is really going to stick from here on. Like, it seems like Tyson's, Angela and I think Tyson's closest ally in the house, and they have as much power as anybody. Like, do we think there's eventually just Tyson's sort of, they sort of make some sort of grouping amongst the power players in the game and just kind of push out the outsiders and it's not really based on show? I don't know. I think we've still to this point and all indications point to that the shows will stick with each other, at least when it comes to Love Island and Survivor. Big Brother, it seems like they're fracturing at the seams. They've already lost multiple people out of their alliance, just turning on, turning on their own. But Survivor, I don't know if we've... Re and the only person that really seemed like they were ready to turn their back on the Survivor Alliance is now out of the game. So... Uh, yeah, I would say Dom. Dom made a lot of allusions towards targeting Tyson this episode. Yeah, but Dom has no power. We, Nobody well, uses him as a I threat. mean, we can say that. You never know what somebody can... What if it's an eating competition and Dom wins? Let's talk about that. So multiple times this episode, we got Dom in moments pointing out that Tyson... Did he say thinks he's one of the strongest people in the game or is one of the strongest people in the game? I don't know. He said it's his big he said he is his biggest strongest his strongest competition. As in when Dom sees himself as King of the Hill on top Dude. of the mountain. Tyson's the Highlander who's gonna be opposed to him. 
One of you said it earlier. Dom is channeling his inner Danny Jameson this season. It's crazy, like he's I... borderline delusional on his spot, and he makes dumb mistakes that a rookie would make, and he should I, know better. I'm like one of the four people who enjoyed Ghost Down. He was very good on that season. He, he made a lot of people thought he should have won over Wendell, and that he was the real brains behind the operation. But it's not carried over so far, at least on the screen. That's so Survivor. Far. This is the challenge, t- and he is not Rourke in the strategy right in this show. Uh I mean, so let, let, let's. Talk I don't about think targeting Tyson's a bad move. I just think, yeah. if he really perceives it that way, like... it's not a bad move. I think the problem is, is that like, if he goes after Tyson, he's running a huge risk because right now Tyson and Angela are working together. Tyson is wary of Sarah, but for now they're sticking together. It's to me, I think Ben and Danny are happy to hang out with Tyson and ride that coattails for a while because. Ben is playing the challenge a lot like he did Survivor. Like he's he's visible, but he's not making any waves, even though he's a little nutty at times. But he's he's accurately navigating all of this. They're fine letting Tyson be the face and the shield of what they're doing. So to me, Dominic trying to throw Tyson in is gonna upset other people's games. So he has to hope that they're actually being legit with him versus just you know, hey, don't screw this up. And right. I think that right now they would view it as Dom screwing it up. My, my thing is he has to take risks. If the game goes as it's going right now, he's going to lose very, very quickly. If he's ever in a position of any sort of power, he has to do he has to do something. Like, he can't just have this thing coast to the end, right? Wait, wait, wait. Right, but then the other problem he has is, is that everybody saw how badly he screwed up the elimination, so nobody wants to be his partner right now. Yeah, but they don't have a choice about whether or not they can be his partner. Yeah, it's random. Right. But at the same time, like, that's someone you want out of the game quickly. Like, of course, somebody's going to have to be his partner, and you're going to hope it's not someone in your alliance. But, like, I don't think anyone's clamoring for Dom to stick around right now. I don't know. So, Rob, you you said this. Why do you think he has to make a big move? Like why do you have, why do you think he has to? Well, I my think my point with that is something being something being risky is not inherently bad for him. I would say so. Like he's going to have to take a risk at some point because like, why do, would you say he's in it? Why does he have to take a risk? Well, because I don't think he's in a, a position to be successful right now. To find successful, if he coasts, if he coasts the end with Tyson and with. If that should, let's say it works that way, where survivors able to just keep winning and then they all get to the end. Maybe he gets lucky and it's just a, a dud final, and then, and then he ends up and I think that's his that's best chance. Things shake out. Which, <laughs> maybe it is. Like I mean, because he's I, I, I just have the, because he seems like he's like there are random things that he's good at from a competition perspective. Yeah, he's got a construction background that that comes in handy to a variety of things. I, don't, I just don't see him performing super well in this swimming competition that's coming he up. He swimmed for I don't some know. reason. He swimmed well last week in in the elimination. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how he does this week. That's something we should definitely watch out for. I don't think he'll do bad. What is interesting though is we have in a we have lost two survivor people the last two weeks, right? We lost Tasha last yeah. week. We lost Shan this week. So now there are only two survivor women left and four survivor men left. And so that alliance has taken a taken a hit but i think this still means that ex- uh big brother is still ahead in the numbers by one person if i'm not mistaken they are but they're killing their own so it doesn't really matter i mean <laughs> like i just they could stop maybe though. they'll stick together they could stop but it seems like 
I don't know. I think Angela is more interested in working with Tyson than anyone in the Big Brother Alliance at the moment. Really, it doesn't matter the amount of people in your alliance. What matters is yeah. the strong people in your alliance. Who, who, who has a reasonable chance to win a mission? And I would say Survivor has way more of those people than Big Brother. Really? And the one person... Yes. The one per, uh, actually, I don't know. Let's think about that. So... For Big Brother, there are two people that I can think of off the top of my head, one of which seems like she is working with Survivor and Tyson and that alliance. The other person, Kylan, just voted out one of his own. So I don't know how much of a desire there is on his part to start taking shots at Tyson or uh, Danny or someone else on the, the opposing side. What if you look at this as Survivor versus The Field, if we just combine the other three shows in the one? I mean, we saw Ca- Cache talking. I mean, I think you have to go by sexes on that if we're going to do it. Sorry, Doug. Well, you, 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 you have always to go by sexes. We, we saw Cache talking about how she wanted to see the Survivor Alliance. She wanted to essentially work with the Survivor Alliance and see them kind of make it to the end, right? Isn't that, Didn't she say that when she had, was having a she, conversation with She said with she wants to see, She said, well, it was really odd. It's not one of those things where I just don't understand. And Cachet's been, I think, a relatively intelligent player so far from what we've seen. But I just don't understand the logic of how some people look at opposing alliances. Whether she's like, oh, the Big Brother Alliance is all backstabbers. They all want to cut each other off. I want to see them crumble. We need to get rid of them. I'm like, well, if they're, if they're backstabbers, they'll get rid of themselves. You don't have to actively pursue that at that point. Mm-hmm. You can go attack the other alliance that has been much stronger together so far and has had more winning equity and go after them so that, that's what she does that, that is what she's she made a i guess she, wanting to get big brother out of here yeah no, i guess i guess that's what she said i look i just looked at my notes it was that she doesn't want to see yeah. big brother take over the house which essentially means that she would have to work with survivor to some extent to make that happen i don't think with violence taking over the house i think that's unlikely i i, I would be uh i would be pretty <laughs> surprised to see because well, what if that would be shocking who on, who on love island would you consider a favorite to win a mission a favorite? I mean, I don't think Justine and Akira are bad. I don't think you can. <laughs> I think Cachet has some utility. Like, I think she could win something. Well, I don't know about other, who are the men that's left of the violent people. Cinco. Just Cinco. Cinco could win. I don't know, dude. He just seems like a, you think, is he like a? He's a Nelson clone. That's what he is. I was I was gonna say, is he like the next Dario? There, is there any what? Is there any real difference between him and Nelson? Well, Nelson has some track record of being successful. Yeah, like five years ago. I mean, he's been good at elimination still. <laughs> Who did Nelson... was At that point when Nelson won those missions, was he competing against just the... Uh, no. Uh, challengers? He won them on Dirty 30. against the champions, he but they be... outnumbered the champions. No, not even that. Show. Not even that. Well, he won them on Dirty 30, where there was a very good cast. Like, he what won a... one, one pair with Veronica on Dirty 30. He won one uh, where he had to, like, sit on that thing and dodge with tomatoes on Dirty 30 at the beginning. He sound like Carnival Games. <laughs> I mean, okay, so are a lot of these missions. They well, are, no, we, we talked, about that, we talked about that last week, and I had brought that up, is that the missions that they have today seem like they are much more competitive than what they used to be. Even Dirty 30? I don't honestly don't remember. You would you would know better. The, the than one he won with Veronica was very. The one with Veronica was very physically taxing. That was like an obstacle okay. course thing where they were paired together and they won. That was a very good one. Um, and then how did they win yeah, that the, one? Then? The, if he was 
if he was partnered with Veronica, how did they win that? They they, they had it set up where Veron- like Veronica could just kind of run and Nelson carried everything, and then the other pairs had kind of have. From what I remember, the other pairs had more of an equitable distribution, and then Veronica was able to keep up, and then they were able to win. I mean, on one of the ones that he won in Dirty Thirty, there were like eight people on one team. So I don't know how much credit you can really. Well, which one was that? He was partnered with Derek, Cara Maria, Nicole, Tori, Camilla, CT, and oh, that on the second part of the purge. Oh no, that was um. I don't remember. We're getting way off track. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, which is fine. Uh, Yeah, I. If, to answer your original question, if you were to take Survivor against the field, I think that the Survivor men would be a heavy favorite. And I think as of where we sit right now, you would probably take the big brother women against the field, even though Sarah, I think, is probably the best physical competitor they have left. That's just Angela, On the though. Survivor side. But there's a couple of the big brother females, I think, that could pull off the win. Who do you think beyond Angela is good amongst the Big Brother women? I think Alyssa might not be terrible. That's not not great here, Trey. But I think that you've got two potential winners there, whereas on Survivor, it's it's Sarah or that's it. I I think Desi's... I would project Desi to be much better than Alyssa. Definitely. Okay, that's fair. I I would just have a hard... I I think the Survivor men as against the field is a much like that that line is high you know yeah. i mean you, you you it would take a lot to take that bet whereas on the female side i think you could make arguments for either survivor or big brother winning this there, there still are some people who you just i feel like we just don't know like like how good is enzo dude he hasn't even been on tv well, that's my point yeah. <laughs> Did he get a confession? Really they him. haven't even really given him an edit of positivity either, which doesn't bode well for him in this. But they're not negative either. I mean, the one thing we know is that girl tried to make out with him, and he said no. And then that, that wasn't even We're just TV. getting nothing. We're getting nothing. Whereas other people were at least getting something. All right. So guess the... I'm bringing up the confessional accounts for, uh, for this season. Enzo is dead last of the... Uh... No. So he actually isn't last. Guess who is beneath him? He has he has seven confessionals. There are two people remaining in the game that have less confessionals than he does. Yeah. Cinco hasn't had a lot, has he? Cinco is down there. Cinco is beneath him. The other person we've already talked about and his lack of visibility, so you should definitely be able to get this. David, yeah. yeah. David. Like, David, I... I mean, I think all of his confessionals were pretty much from this episode. So on the season, he's had six confessionals and he had, (laughs) hold on, listen to this. On the season, he had six confessionals. Guess how many he had this episode? Four. Five. So before today, or before this episode, he had one confessional in three episodes. That's so crazy. Because they'll always give you like a couple intro ones. Something. From everybody. Yeah. Usually it's like everyone in the first episode gets at least two. By by minimum. Guess who has the most confessionals on the season? It's not Tyson. Tyson Tyson is second with 21. Alright, if it's not Tyson, Uh, it's either Sarah or Angela. I don't think you guys are going to be able to guess. Those are incorrect. I was going to guess Cachet. 
Cachet no. is fourth. Tyson is tied okay. at second uh, with Justine. Kyland has had a lot of visibility. Kyland's had a lot, yeah. Kyland is after Cachet. Not, not first. I guess there if you was, say Dominic, I'm gonna laugh. I guess there was that's not possible. There was actually a three way tie for second. Uh, second uh, second place was James, Justine, and Tyson. James is no longer in. Yeah, I was thinking James because he has had a lot of confessionals these first three episodes before he went home. Then Cachet, then Kyland is tied with someone. Um Well, who's left then? Who's number one? Alyssa. Oh, really? I mean, she... see now my Alyssa comments making a little more sense, isn't it? <laughs> I, I just I don't I don't see, but she's had a little bit of reason to be around. She said yeah, she, they've I had agree. two people from her season go home in the past two episodes. She was she was in the driver's seat this episode. She made an enormous move, and then last episode, she, or uh, it was last episode or the episode before, she was potentially one of the people that was going to go into elimination, and they kind yeah. of used her as the decoy vote, and. Gave a narrative around her relationship with Xavier and Xavier speaking with Tyson about being able to save Alyssa. So it is kind of ironic to see Xavier save Alyssa and then Alyssa go and just and her. Be yeah, part of the... that's why I, I just I just don't get it, man. Like, I mean, I do get it because it's like a good TV moment, but what? Moving to the fr- moving to the frame. You're shifting. Yeah, I, I apologize. There you go. That's but that's my <laughs> thing. Is it just it just seems so petty, right? I I, I just I, I think that they should have kept this kept this thing going for a little bit. Maybe, and maybe their motivations aren't to win. I mean, you always have to consider that that her primary objective is not winning the final. It's or even making the final. It's I making I think it, it is. But these dishonest. big brother people. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. I, it's okay. I think her objective is to win. But these big brother people, the from what little I understand of Big Brother they will stab each other in the back without even thinking twice about it. And that's just the way they play big brother. I mean, big brother does work differently from survivor and that, I mean, big brother, like everyone's turning on everyone at some point. It doesn't work like survivor and that survivor. I feel like you can have a bit more organic alliance elimination process. I don't know. If you end at three instead of, I think think (laughs) in survivor in survivor, the way that they play the game now, the best thing to do is pull off a crazy ass blindside near the end of the season if you last that long, because that's what people remember at this point. I mean, you just got to make a big move, and then once you make on it, th- I mean, this is what I heard Tyson say: you just got to make a big move at some point, figure out when you're going to do it, and then once you do that, you just have to be able to be prepared to like hang on as long as you can, you know, um, mm-hmm. until the end of the game. So. <sighs> Are we done with everything from episode four? And we can do some listener emails now that we didn't get to in part two of our email episode. Which, yeah. sure, if you, I got five. I got five minutes. So we let's, have five let's minutes. Oh, okay, let's uh, let's do these real quick. If you'd like to listen to part one and part two of the email show that we did, you can go to Patreon.com/slash The Challenge Chronicles. Subscribe for four dollars a month. Get a bonus episode per week. Let's finish the ones off from Discord. I think we have two or three here. This is the second question from No Quitters Pod Stat. How do you guys format the Challenge World Cup season? We all know they'll do something dumb like Invasion and have the flagship challenge champs just eliminate each other. Who would be your ideal flagship cast members? So if we assume, let's say we just take the two winners from each show and we assume it's one man and one woman from each show. That's 16 people, right? Or no, that's eight people. 
It's eight people from eight people. the spinoffs. So that's only eight. So you have to have a lot of spots to play with if you want a full season, which I would assume they want. So do we think... I'd, I'd probably do those eight. I'd probably pull another eight from those four shows. Maybe not even exactly, because I don't know how many people are going to try to be big enough takers and want to come back. Well, you know, about that many more. And then that leaves 16 spots for regular challenge people, which is probably more than they'll do, to be honest. What um, I think they, they should do is do eight people from the main show and eight people from All-Stars. Yeah, those aren't just so blurred, though. Like, is Wes from All-Stars or the main show? I think because he just won All-Stars 3, you would say he's from All-Stars. So I would say you pull in the three winners from All-Stars. So you grab You can have MJ Wes, on there? Wes, MJ. I mean, he's a champion. But so so Wes, like, MJ, I, I and Yes. So do Wes, MJ, and Yes, and then you throw in either Derek or Brad or Mark Long as the fourth slot. And then you grab John A., um, well, I guess John A is technically the only female winner of All-Stars <laughs> at this point. So then you got to find three other people from All-Stars on the female side. And then on the main show side, you ha- if you don't have CT and Bananas, is this really a, you know... Yeah, I don't know doing? if CT's going to want to go. Well, he didn't do season 38, so he might... Why don't you think he's going to want to go? I bet you he goes. I, I, I think I don't check. think CT cares about the legacy type stuff. No, Maybe they get, just pay him enough where he'll go. Yeah, he, cares he likes about the money. money though. Yeah, yeah and cares I think about the money. Yeah, and so he's gonna want to go. He's gonna want to go compete against a bunch of people that have never really played the show before. He's definitely gonna want to do that. But they, but they won't be with this cast if we. He's talking about bringing on all these vets, and he's got Wes and Johnny and like Jordan or whomever else on there. And it's, I mean, these people will at least be good, seemingly who come from the regular show. They've done a show in one before versus the absolute jabroni. So he goes up against on Spazos and Alex or double agents. Like if, if I he think was, he could just powder dry and just does that again. Yeah, but I think he's gonna make it significantly far into the game, and they're probably gonna pay him a decent amount of money to come on. Because if you assume, I, I I would assume that the length of the season is going to be very similar to what we've seen from Challenge USA and All Stars for yeah, that matter. It'll be 10, 10, 10 11 episodes. So he's not. It's not going to be the same no, time for tr- That's fair. My thing is, is like if you look at how I think he's honestly a better player than he was a couple of years ago, like Invasion through Final Reckoning time, let's say. But he didn't have an extreme amount of success on a lot of those seasons. I know he won Invasion, but that was just an odd season format. Um, and then 30-30, he's very successful, but he gets smoke showed in the final. And then, like, Final Reckoning, he's out early with Veronica. World of Worlds won. He's out early again. Um, Total Madness, he had an early exit. Like, I think less the format indicated it. It's not like he's – I think he's an extremely good competitor. But I, I think he might want to just keep his powder dry and be like, great, I can go up against Devin and Josh again. Great. I'll wait and do that. Well, yeah, I – Either way, I think it has to be all champions. You can't pull Fessy, Casey, and Josh into this. Well, Casey's a Casey champion. Because she's a champion, so you could pull her in. But, like, if you're going to do this, you've got to pull in all-stars that have a championship. So you pull the ones that have won all-stars, and then you pull a couple champions that have won before from all-stars, and then you have eight people from the main show, which is going to also be harder because you're going to have to bring Jenny back to make that work. Probably Casey. See, I you don't think they do get that. A new winner in season. I, I, I think they're going to pray that they get a new winner in season thirty-eight, like Tori, and then. Well, I mean, thir- thirty-eight isn't going to. Do you think thirty-eight's going to air before? Uh, I guess it probably yes. will. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because I've heard that, that we should not expect. I have heard we should not expect this to film till November at the earliest. The winner's show. I mean, that's pretty soon. Yeah. 
It's not that yeah, far. Well, they still haven't finished Australia. Australia is either filming right now or is about to start, and they still we still don't know what's going on with UK. If it was filmed, was it not filmed? I, uh, I heard Argentina may have already filmed. It's honestly Argentina. So, like, we don't they've know. got to air all these things. Australia, we had, these things. Yeah, so, Australia, we had pretty big leaks from. I think UK would have been easier to get leaks from than Australia. I mean, I think for a number of these, they're going to air concurrently for a lot of the foreign ones. They they probably will, but they can't film. They could film a little bit of it concurrently because I heard that a whole different production team is filming the Australia show. There's just no way Not they fun. would be able to film all of them on their own. There's no way. They, they have to do them. No. I don't the think time. they filmed Argentina on their own either. My thing is, I, I don't want them to be that restrictive with the format. I think that's my main thing, honestly, with the cast. I want them to obviously make a very good cast. And it would be nice if they had some sort of standard that they're casting people by. But I, I think a lot of their casting problems come from, oh, we need X number of this or Y number of that. Like I think you take the eight people who won the shows, if there's a couple other big standout characters you really want to feature, throw them on too. And then, I mean, do you think they'll want a full like, 32-person cast? No, we talked no, about it. it's gonna they're be, gonna keep it short. It's, it's Paramount Plus, so it's ten episodes. It's gonna be the same twenty four. It's gonna be the same size okay. as an All Stars cast. Okay, if that's right. the case, maybe you do like. Anyway, so no, sorry, next question. I gotta go. Uh, well, <laughs> we have two more questions. I don't think we're gonna be able to get them done now, but I have one more topic that we can d- discuss if we have time. Do we have time? Okay, it's a quick one. So uh, the topic is, it depends on what it is, but the, the topic is someone uh, in Discord sent out a I think it was a tweet that Wes had where he talked about has there been anyone that has been I don't know if he said more impactful or contributed more to the show for All Stars than Nehemiah and he lifted listed off a bunch of reasons oh, that Nehemiah on. and someone asked someone said that I would say the answer is Steve Minky. Uh, and my response was, if I was actually thinking about it, and we look at this as like a per season thing, right? Because Nehemiah, he's been on three seasons. A per season? Or an average, Well, I think right? he was talking about, I think Wes was talking about in totality. If it's per he season, would. Wes okay. would say himself. That's what he would say. Like, I mean, come on. So in, to- in totality, who do we think the the correct answer would be? I think it's Janae, but I think Nehemiah's honestly probably second. He did nothing this last season. Like, yeah, I would say Janae like, who else is, is the it first. Then? I don't know. I'm, I'm like, it's just if like... If you give me a good answer, then I'll, I'll agree with you. But I don't see who's second then. It's not Derek. Dude, I think uh, I, 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 Ayana in one season, I think, did more than he did in three. How I much did he... How much did I he really think. How much did he really do the first season either? He was a pretty big character on the first season. Trace thought he was going to win he, the whole he season. He went in elimination. Yeah, I did. Uh... I think if you look at it in totality, John A is one easily. Like she, she was the most impactful player in all three seasons, no question. The oh, second I one, I I think you could make a case for Mark Long just because of him being producer Mark in season one, and then in season three, like he went in elimination multiple times, made a final. Like I I think that I mean, and you can't discount Mark Long either, just because the show exists because of him. It's, so that's a different kind of argument. It's hard to, to make me. that argument. That's a, to me, I, I think it's John A. 1, and I think Nehemiah is 2. I, I, I would be willing to hear an argument for somebody else. But I mean, I thought Nehemiah was basically the biggest character on 2, to be honest. I know, Ayana, well, I should well, say biggest character. I think Nehemiah drove the storyline the most on season 2 by a somewhat significant degree, honestly. Sure. Ayana was a, like a more, enter, you know, sort of re- entertainment ratio type character. I thought Nehemiah drove the majority of the story. I thought on All Stars 1, I thought he was right in the mix for biggest character, to be honest. Yeah, I thought Kendall was up there. 
I mean, Mark was kind of up there. Yes, didn't do a ton, even with the win. And Janae was, had a couple background moments. Like, I don't know who else. Like, the, the All-Stars 1 didn't really have huge people driving storylines. Like, Costella had a bunch of screen time and stuff. But uh, he was in the mix as anybody to me that first season. And in the past season, like, he still had moments throughout the season. Like, he had this thing with Naya. He, he, uh, their relationship, he had stuff with Wes. He had... You know, being pulled back and forth between the main alliance and not. Like, he wasn't a huge character. But I thought, I think with those three added together, I, I think he's second. I mean, I definitely think you can make an argument for Nehemiah. Now, look, looking through all the people. You can the, make an argument, but I can't make an argument for first. Like, it's John A. Like, there's no the, question. I think you can. The issue is that how many people have been on all three seasons? There's not a lot. There's a reason why that's that's almost, that's him, right? Like, that, that's part of the equation. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So th- that's why I'm, I'm saying now after like looking through it and like thinking about it a little more, I think you can definitely make an argument for him. But I mean, uh-huh. I don't know, whatever. Like I don't, if he was never on it again, I would be fine Nehemiah with Nehemiah is Wes's best friend. Nehemiah is Wes's best friend. Nehemiah still needs to make some more money. And Wes is trying to help his friend continue to get cast. That's what it does is. Ne- and I appreciate Wes doing that. Does Nehemiah have a job? Is this like his... like me? Yeah, he works from? with... He, uh, I don't know what it is, but he has a job. He works for a company that is part of Wes's incubator, and so I don't like, know if it's directly related to the incubator. I think it might be a, a. It is. It was. It was a company that is somehow that was part of his incubator. I don't think Nehemiah started the business, but he works for one of those businesses that came out of Wes's incubator, and he's also trying to support some family members. And so he was doing all stars to help supplement the income to take care of some family members. So it's for a good reason. Okay. Wes was trying to continue to get his friend another high-paid gig because just to show up for All-Stars, Nehemiah probably got 25, 30K. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again next week. Actually, well, if you're a Patreon, we'll probably do another episode at the end. We'll probably talk to you again really soon. (laughs) Have a good weekend. Bye.